Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. And a good Thursday morning to you here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is time. It is Royal Rumble Week. My favorite event of the year. I mean, hands down, my favorite event of the year. I am ready to dive into both of these Rumble matches. Maybe the men's more so than the women's, because I have no idea what is even going to happen in the women's Royal Rumble. But we will get there. SP3 here as always. And you know how we do it here on a pay-per-view prediction show. Excuse me, premium live event prediction show. We always like to bring in another mind, one of the top wrestling minds out there right now. And uh, our guest this week, you've uh, read him on The Ringer. You've seen him on social media. Cameron Hawkins, what's going on, good sir? Not too much, man. Thanks for having me. It's appreciated. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to this one. Uh, Again, Royal Rumble, one of my favorite events, SP3. Going to be interesting, though, I think, SP3, based on who or is who is there or who is not uh, there and how this Royal Rumble shakes up. It's going to be interesting, for sure, especially with Triple H under the helm. I don't know what to expect on this one. Yeah, I know a lot of people are excited about this Royal Rumble because can't get much worse than last year's Royal Rumble. They fucking um, owe us. (laughs) After that debacle last year, they owe us big time, for sure. Set the bar very low for them this year. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what Triple H has been, you know, flying so high on is the fact that the bar was set so low these last few years. And then it's, you know, oh, my God, he's the greatest thing ever. Better. We'll see. I'm hoping. I got I got high expectations. Before we dive into all of this, though, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. We would not be here without them. They remain your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. From the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. Obviously, you got conference championship games this weekend. That'd be a great time to bet. If you missed out on betting on the Bengals as an underdog, you missed it. They're already the favorite with Pat Mahomes' uh, uh, injured ankle. But uh, they got all the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, game trends, all there at Bet On Live. Live game options, free contests, scores for almost any sport and game imaginable. I think you'll even be able to bet on the Rumble if you really want to. Uh, head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get those rewards. That is B-L-E-A-V, betonline.ag. That is where the game starts. We appreciate everybody who is tuning in today. If you're new to the show, welcome. 
Hope you enjoy what you see. If you do, pound that subscribe button. We are inching ever so closer to 1,000. That's the goal for 2023. Really appreciate you guys if we can get there. And uh, also hammer that thumbs up button while you're here if you like the show because that really helps grow our audience uh, more than you can imagine. Gentlemen, we will start with the Women's Royal Rumble. And uh, there's there's a lot of open space uh, for this one. Lots of room for interpretation on how this match is going to go down. Right now we have, what, seven competitors of the 30. And I think the landslide favorite of the people who have either declared or qualified for this Rumble match would be Rhea Ripley. Um, Cam, I'm going to start with you because I, I genuinely have no clue who's winning this. I feel like we say... Rhea Ripley is is the favorite to win because we all want to see Rhea versus Bianca. But when you look at this women's division from top to bottom, it's through no fault of their own, mind you, it's ice cold. There's like nobody who has really any momentum. We talk about Rhea Ripley being the favorite. She It's not like she's been winning matches. She just shows up and, and helps out Dominic and like goes face to face with a random male superstar. I expect her to be in the men's Royal Rumble than to do more damage in the women's Royal Rumble right now. So how do you see this one going down? Them putting her like dead center in the front is a bad omen to me. It's almost too obvious, right? And what you said is true. Like she's been, you know, she's beaten like Tazawa in like a competitive match, competitive in the sense of like she got to really show what she can do. Yeah. Um to me, as much as I think that Ray and Bianca is like their the closest thing they're gonna get to Austin Rock in the sense of these are two people who came up through our ranks, two people who are popular, they're contemporaries, and like physically they can kind of match up, aesthetically they kind of match up. But it doesn't look like they're doing that this year because it looks like Ray is on that China path to a that Nia Jax path um in a different way. But really, if if Ronda Rousey's important to me like the way they treat her as important, right? Um, I don't know if she gets the title back from Charlotte between now and WrestleMania, but I think Shayna Ronda is really the match you want to go with. I think that's who's going to give Ronda her very best match. So Shayna winning that and then Ronda winning the title at like Elimination Chamber, I think is your best bet, a safe bet for a quality match and like some star power in that women's main event. I would love that in the sense that it would finally kind of put Shayna Baszler on the right path once again. Like, they do have an opportunity here, SP3, if they want to, to light somebody up. You know, that anybody can come out of nowhere here and, and win this thing, which is kind of, I like it, because it's a, it's a bit unpredictable. It is wide open. Open for surprises, returns to the company, possibly, which somebody I'm going to bring up here in, in a few moments, but... Yeah, man, they could they could pick any one of these women who are all talented and go, all right, we're going to strap the rocket to your back. Let's have the catalyst be you win the Royal Rumble. I just look at that match graphic and I have never seen a WWE match graphic that is more like Gladys Knight and the pimps than this <laughs> graphic with Rhea Ripley and a whole bunch of ladies that are cold as ice. And I, I love Cam's pick of Shayna Baszler because I've been on the Shayna Baszler bandwagon for quite some time. And in a lot of ways, she's the cane of the Women's Royal Rumble. She set the elimination record. She should have won in 2020, not Charlotte Flair. She should have won in 2020 to set up the match with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 36. So this would be like, you know, paying off everything. But they just don't push Shayna 
like they should. Like Shayna is an absolute beast, and they should have been done Ronda versus Shayna a long time ago, or at least have them in the tag team division because that tag team division needs something. But I just can't see them, you know, finally saying, okay, we see what we have in Shayna Baszler and let's go for her. I think that both Rumbles have very obvious favorites. And this is the rumble that I'm going to go with the obvious favorite. And I'm going to say it's Rhea Ripley's time to win because nothing says like a Triple H WrestleMania than two homegrown PC grown performers in the women's main event for the Raw Women's Championship like Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. So I think they should just go for it. This is a match we were supposed to get at Money in the Bank 2022 and to run it back here. And you said, you know, Rhea's been mixing it up with a lot of men but she's also been undefeated since she in women's matches since she's come back from her injury in the summer so she's on a roll she has all the momentum in the world just give her the crowd and let her win this one yeah uh one other note when it comes to Shayna baszler and and ronda rousey when you look at what ronda rousey has been talking about on her stream how she doesn't want to be anywhere near the title picture you know she doesn't want to you know that that might take her out of the equation of being in the title picture. And then there's also the paint by numbers guaranteed. You know, we're going to do it you know, we're going to get it just to get women on the card. The eight team, the four team, eight woman tag team title match at WrestleMania. You can go ahead and pencil in Ronda Rousey and, and Shayna Baszler in that match against damage control and whoever the two babyface tag teams are going to be like, I feel like that's signed, sealed and de- delivered. That's what's going to happen. I, I do think as of right now, Rhea Ripley would be the favorite. And I want to see that match. And I agree with the analogy you brought up, Cam, of the the Rock-Austin comparison, because I think that could be the start of something special that could really last for years, especially how, you know, talented these ladies are, how in their prime that these ladies are. Heck, I think even Rhea Ripley is just really scratching the surface while Bianca Belair has, is really kind of hitting her stride right now. Um, but for the sake of being different and for the sake of being bold, I'm going to say Naomi returns and wins the Royal Rumble and faces Charlotte at WrestleMania. Uh, that is that is what SmackDown desperately, desperately needs is somebody who is big over with the fan base. And you're not trying to shoehorn something that isn't there. I know Charlotte is still getting good reactions because she just came back. But Charlotte as a baby face is square peg round hole. Like she's even like she is struggling right now because it's not natural to her. You saw her after her first title defense, yank the title away from the referee and then go, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Smiling, smiling. I'm a baby face now. I'm a baby face now. It's just not natural to her. Um, just like being a heel is not natural to Becky Lynch. Like, I think they can both pull it off because they're great performers, but it's swimming upstream. So I want Naomi to come back and I want them to actually push Naomi like they should have been for the last three, four years and put her in that spot and have her face Charlotte at WrestleMania. I'm going to go different. I'm going to go bold. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but I'm trying to will this into existence SP3. I just came up with a brilliant idea because we know WWE. And if I, y'all know WWE, Cam and Rick, like I know WWE, they are petty. And I don't see, you know, I can see Naomi coming back, getting a spotlight, but I don't know if they're going to give her that SmackDown Women's Championship match. And that SmackDown Women's Championship match needs some star power if you're not going to have Ronda in there and you're going to have Charlotte as the babyface. How do you keep Charlotte as a babyface going into WrestleMania and give us a star power matchup? 
they take the matchup that we were supposed to get on Raw 30 and they make it a triple threat. We get Becky, Bailey, and Charlotte in a triple threat for the SmackDown Women's Championship because that's King Petty type of stuff that WWE would do and say, hey, Sasha, see what would have happened if you would have came back? We would have gave you the four horsemen four-way, but now we're going to get the triple threat and you got to sit back and watch it. Look, if that means that Bailey wins the Royal Rumble, you can sign me up for that because this yeah. is this is somebody who is desperately needed a huge win, and something like that would definitely go to putting damage control back on the right path. And I would be here for it. I actually see Bailey pulling an Edge 2009, and they're gonna do like an elimination chamber for the number one contender spot for the SmackDown Women's Title match, and she Sweet jumps God. her and Damage Control jump the person that's supposed to be in the match. She injects herself, and she wins. So does that mean maybe Becky Lynch is still an option? I would think to win the Royal Rumble, even though she hasn't declared uh, yet as well. What are some things that you guys are gonna be looking for in the match specifically? Maybe things that we didn't get last year like storyline wise i think Liv morgan's gonna have a good performance starting at that number one spot kind of play that you know that sean michaels iron man type role i think this they are setting this up also for a, a big showing for raquel rodriguez to try absolutely. to get her in her home state she's gonna have the most eliminations i would think cam absolutely absolutely i think they're gonna set her up as a powerhouse i think Liv's gonna have a good run um what i'm always interested especially with the roster depth who do they trust in nxt like, that's always something I'm wondering about. Like, you don't necessarily have your Oscars and Athenas where, you know, this is somebody who's well-traveled, who's been a veteran, who, you know, is basically down there until we find something to do with them. So I'm wondering, like, do you see a Zoe Stark who is good? Um, do you see uh, a Roxanne Perez who, you know, is very good? Um I think that Toxic Attraction has shown like that they can hold their own on the main roster. So I'm always curious to see like who they trust early on. I think that's going to be really fun to see. Like it's unfortunate. Um, it's too early to give Sol Ruka a spot in the Royal Rumble to do something really, really athletic, even though she can do it and is shown yeah. she can do it. But that would be fun. Like they really have to pad that out. Um, I also wonder this. Because Raw 30 had such a lack of previous uh, former female stars, I wonder if that's because we're holding them off for the Rumble. Like, I wonder they if have, we don't want to put them in the same week. You know? Yeah, so. they've, they've, des they've really leaned into that in the last few years. But, I mean, Triple H has also padded this roster, this, this women's roster. The depth is there, but the problem is, is like, you can... As SP3, you talked about no one, no one's really over. So it's like you're gonna have a bunch of women who are coming out that aren't getting any reactions. I was in Raw at Raw Cincinnati a couple of weeks back, and I'm watching this match between Meechin and and EO Sky, and I'm sitting here, and these ladies are coming out, and they got not a peep. It was silent. You could hear a pin drop, and I'm like, this is this sucks because both of these women are fucking awesome and this crowd does not care about this match. Yeah, EO does some crazy shit off the top rope and people pop but then they're right back onto their cell phones. This would be a great opportunity to give something like them a moment to shine SP3 but in this kind of match, this is also what Triple H lives for, which is the pop. So I got to feel like we're going to be getting some big surprises in this match. 
Yeah, I could definitely see like the Bella Twins, although they've been very vocal about Raw 30. I could definitely still see them be in this matchup. Uh, Michelle McCool has come out and said that she wasn't invited back, but that could be a red herring. That Callaway family love love to work us. So uh, that was probably her, her just trying to take the, the sniff off of her a little bit. So yeah, I could see a bunch of legends and uh, Cam named a bunch of the talented ladies in NXT and you missed out on the number one person, I created the bandwagon. No, it's Tiffany Stratton time. So Tiffany so Stratton good. is the next big thing in NXT. She I need really her is. to have the spotlight in the yeah. women's Raw Rumble. Ultimo Strat, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so the final predictions on who wins. SP3, you went with Rhea Ripley. Cam, who did you pick again? I'm sorry. Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler and... Uh, Pipe dream. I'm going to go with Naomi. More realistically, I do like SP3's uh, idea of going with uh, Bailey or Becky Lynch or whomever to set up that triple threat match. I like that as well. Uh, Let us talk about the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Bray Wyatt's return to the ring on television. He did have a couple of matches, I believe, so far uh, on house shows just to stay sharp. But it is Bray Wyatt. Whatever iteration of him we are getting against L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, SP3, stupid name aside, the fact that we really don't know the, the rules of this or how this is going to look. Um, look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> look, SP3 and I have talked about this a lot, Cam. We've talked about this a lot. They have- they have messed up so many Bray Wyatt matches just for the simple fact that you cannot see it properly on TV with bad lighting. And now his first match back, we're doing something called pitch black. That that does not bode well. The history is not there for this to be good. I'm going to have some faith that the match itself is going to be good. The question is, are we going to be able to, I'm going to be able to see it because I'm going to be there in person. But are the people who are going to be watching this on Peacock SP3, are they going to be able to see what's going on? For a guy who has such a bad history with lights, why would they make his first match back a Mountain Dew pitch black match? I, It's I, not even I, light. It's just anything they try to do to make this guy feel like a, a – remember the god-awful, like, ring graphics that he had in his match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania, the slugs and the worms and all that BS? Like, my God, this guy has – I was there alive for that one. I was there live for that at WrestleMania uh, 33. Ah, man, this is just like... I am dreading this so much. I felt like this this storyline has kind of dragged over the last couple of weeks. They had the nice moment on Raw 30 with the with the Undertaker passing it over to uh, LA Knight. But then I also thought about that and how that was kind of backwards because the whole buildup, it's all been about Bray getting his hands on LA Knight and they just blew it off on the go-home show. Because he had he hadn't touched Bray, he hadn't touched LA Knight. If you remember when he got in the ring with LA Knight, LA Knight beat him up and he didn't hit him back. Like that was the whole buildup was he's finally gonna get his hands on him in this pitch black match, and then they just gave away the sister Abigail on Raw 30. So it's like, man, I, I'm not looking forward to this. Uh what I what I expect it to be, but I'll go with Bray Wyatt. Cam, how you how you feeling about this match? What do you think it is exactly that we're going to see in this match? So it's funny you said uh, 
what are the people on TV going to see? I can't wait to be there in person and, and try to explain to my old lady what's happening in front of us. Because <laughs> I have enough. It's it's enough like trying to explain exactly what's going on in the wrestling match to somebody not super into wrestling. But it's like, oh, no, yeah, it's going to be really dark and it'll flash to them and they'll hit each other. And oh, goodness. Um, I think that The Undertaker was so successful. Mankind was so successful. And they're, they're still like, to a way lesser extent, there's the pop that the boogie band used to get on SmackDown. Like, like there is, I remember back in college working at KB Toys when that was a thing and a kid telling me that Kane was his favorite wrestler. Like there is something that resonates about like these supernatural characters, but, but, but eventually it's got to pay off in the ring, right? And they've just like, They've tried to get so creative with the way that they present Bray Wyatt, and they just don't let him go out there and do like the wrestling stuff. And his yeah, wrestling is perfectly fine. And so, like, one, I don't think there's any way that he loses this. Like, he's got to win. Like, after all this time, and I don't think L.A. Knight is hurt by a loss. L.A. Knight is doing like this amazing, uh, very 1993 gimmick that I didn't think was going to work. I was like, he would have been the man in 1993, but there's something about him that's gotten it over and it really yeah. does work. So I don't think he's hurt, but yeah, I, I think we're going to see um, something that they think is very creative that either, either us in person will love or either the people on TV will love, but it ain't going both ways. <laughs> it just is not, I can't see it happening. So the aesthetics of the match aside, which it, could be a crapshoot or it could be awesome. Who knows? Well, cross your fingers and hope that it turns out right. I just got this feeling LA Knight's winning. I, I, I know. And I say that. I say that as a guy who has literally broken stuff when Bray Wyatt has lost matches in the past, right? Like, I, I am a guy who's like, why the fuck is he losing to Cena? Why the fuck didn't he beat The Undertaker? Why the fuck did he lose to Goldberg? Like, there are so many times in my life that I have just popped the blood vessel because Bray Wyatt has, 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 has lost a match. And I know this is his big return match after the last time we saw him wrestle on television, which was that horrible debacle at WrestleMania in Tampa where he lost to Randy Orton as the Fiend. And I'm like, God, they did it to him again. I feel like they're going to do it to him again uh, at the Royal Rumble. I think LA Knight is going to win. Because I think Uncle Howdy is going to be in is going to get involved, and that is going to be the catalyst for Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania uh, 39. Whoever Uncle Howdy is, I agree with you, SP3. This is starting to be a little too, you know, cruising at 55 for me. I want him to ramp it up. I want to know who the hell Uncle Howdy is by the end of the Royal Rumble. I want them to come down, cost Bray Wyatt the match, which is what I think is going to happen. LA Knight gets a big win. Great for him. He can move on, brag about beating Bray Wyatt and throw that into his character and move on to whatever is next for him. Because this whole time, yes, LA Knight has been there. But the story, the arc has always been about Bray and the torment and the self-confliction and the who is who. Am I Uncle Howdy? Am I not? Why is this person tormenting me? I think that's the story there. I think it ultimately cost Bray Wyatt in this match. LA Knight wins. And hopefully we find out who the hell Uncle Howdy is, whether it's Vincent, whether it's Bo Dallas. I think Bo Dallas would get the biggest pop. Um, and we know that's what that's what Triple H lives for is that pop. Um but yeah, I, I I think they're gonna do it to him again. I think LA Knight LA Knight wins this one. I would put money on it. Be honest, I'm I'm that confident that LA Knight wins this match. SP three. 
Man, I can't wait to hear the Twitter discourse when that happens. That would be lovely. I'm an agent of chaos, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Uh, Uncle Howdy could have a busy night because we could see him, and depending on the order of the matchups, we could see him here as well. Uh, it is Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. Um, the amount of issues on Raw 30 aside with the women's division, I did like Alexa Bliss's uh, just staring into the mirror promo, just putting Bianca Belair on notice for this matchup. I remember these two inside the Elimination Chamber, Cam. They were cooking together. These two have incredible chemistry with one another. Whether there's hijinks, Uncle Howdy involved or not, I just want to see these two throw down and actually have a, a give them 10 to 15 minutes to just put on a, a, a piece of art. I think these two will deliver. I don't think there's any question that Bianca wins this match. It's just how does she go about winning the match? Yeah, I think you get the fully fleshed out you know, Alexa and whatever her relation is to a Brayer and Uncle Howdy. Like, I think you really get that part played up. Um, one of the things about, like, Alexa and, like, Zelina Vega and an AJ Lee, like, we talk about them as being small, but it's rarely in relation to somebody else being big, you know? But we know, like, Bianca, you know, 400-pound deadlifter, all-American track star. Like, it's really somebody who, like, she can get in there and, like, throw around. And I think that's going to be really fun to see. And then, you know, Alexa, I was never like the biggest fan of her, you know, mean girl offense, like back when that was her primary character. Yeah. But when yeah. she starts doing like this, this kind of supernatural, like, like nasty, like really spiteful stuff, I'm, I believe in that offense. Like she really does flip that switch and make it look good. You know, so, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. You know, that, that rumble spot, it, you don't want to say it's a death spot because it still matters and it's a chance for people to, like, really showcase what they can do. But Alexa ain't hardcore Holly. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to – she's going to go in there. They're going to let her look good. But I yeah. think, yeah, you get a really, really good match. Like you said, like, they, they do really fun stuff between the two of them. Um, I, like, I love the uh, – they did the scary movie spot yes. a couple of weeks yeah. back. Like, and so you can tell that, like, either – they have one of the funniest producers or they have a level of comfort with each other where yeah. they will go out there and have a good time. And either way, like it does really play out well. So yeah, Bianca wins. Um, I think Bianca wins. Um, even though there's hijinks, I think she puts Alexa in the dirt. And then afterward we see Alexa get closer to whatever the storyline is they're doing on the Bray side. Yeah. SP three. Uh, I, <sighs> They could always go for a shock factor and have Alexa win this match, but Bianca has been so Cena-esque in the in the last year. She has just overcome all the odds. She beat all three members of Damage Control by herself uh, to retain the, the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I mean, they, they're not stopping this momentum right now. There's no chance in hell. Bianca wins LOL. That's gonna be the new the new hashtag going crazy. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh Alexa Bliss, this is gonna be a nice showcase for her and her storyline right now. What's going on with her, Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy? I do agree with Cam. I think we're gonna get probably more of the development of that in the post-match. But yeah, I think I think Bianca Belair has to win this one to to go into WrestleMania with a year-long reign of the Raw Women's Championship. Sign me up for that. All right. I debated on which one of these to talk about first, but I think closing the show with the most important storyline uh, is the way to go. So let's talk about the men's 
Royal Rumble match. We have, I believe, 15 competitors who have been announced for this. And uh, SP3, you have talked about early on in the week about how this may be the most telegraphed men's Royal Rumble match uh, in history. Is it Cody Rhodes to lose? And you have also mentioned several times that you think Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania would be a mistake. Explain yourself. I think it's a mistake because I've been say I you know after WrestleMania when uh Roman won the WWE championship became the undisputed universal champion I was like okay there's like three people who can beat him now it should be Braun Breaker someone from NXT like that it should be uh this was back when we didn't hear reports of Gable Stevenson's uh <laughs> his 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 <laughs> training going 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 badly but I was like someone like that you know you want to make him the next Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar you could do something like that and then there was Cody Rhodes because Cody Rose was the emotional favorite, the hardcore favorite. But as time went on, I realized that this, whoever beats Roman, it should be about ending Roman's reign. It should be about ending this legendary reign. If Cody beats Roman, I don't think it's about that. It's about Cody winning the championship. That's the story. It does not matter who the champion is when Cody wins. It's about Cody finally re reaching the mountaintop. And also the fact that Cody got injured at Hell in a Cell, a new favorite has come out. And it's Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is the way that you elevate someone new, that it's about Roman's reign, that it culminates all that the all the work that they've put in to having Roman Reigns be the, you know, the the almighty greatest of all time champion. You have to elevate someone, and that win should matter, and it should be about ending Roman's reign. That's why Sammy is the guy. With all that saying. Cody Rhodes is winning. This is one of the most <laughs> telegraphed Roy Mumble wins I have seen since Triple H in 02. It's a beautiful day. Um, <laughs> since since Roman in 2015. Like, this is one of those most telegraphed wins. And I'm totally fine with it because guess what? I don't think Cody's going to win at WrestleMania. And that's why I think the matchup at WrestleMania is problematic because, one, you can have Cody win and beat Roman Reigns. But WWE is about money. And why would they end Roman's reign like a month before he hits a thousand days? That's why it that's why I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin. That report came out. Have Stone Cold win in versus Roman because I just want whoever faces Roman, they're gonna lose. They should lose because it's about the money. You gotta get Roman to that legendary status. And if you have someone that's a month away from a thousand days, you're never gonna. I don't think I don't think we're gonna live to see another person get this close to a thousand day reign i think we're gonna have to wait another 20 years when when me and rick's kids are grown and doing this stuff and taking over the <laughs> believe in pro wrestling podcast for us we're not gonna get another champion that's this close to a thousand days so wwe it does not matter it could be the rock it could be austin if they wanted to be cody and create the chase and create a storyline where it does matter that cody beats roman I think the work there is is good. You you have Cody win. He loses against Roman. He then creates the chase, and he wants to get Roman again. SummerSlam, pay it off. May 27th is when Roman hits 1,000 days. I don't think whoever wins this Raw Rumble should beat him at WrestleMania. So 
Cody Rhodes, let it be damn and be <laughs> damn with all the Twitter backlash that's going to happen when I he mean, loses to Roman. Cody, Cody could lose to Roman at WrestleMania and come back and beat him at SummerSlam. That could be a route that they decide to go and tell that 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 redemption arc. Hey, I, I got knocked back. I got knocked down, but I climbed my way back up and finally reached the, the peak. The story is the story is all there, and um, if if they want to, they should have a dusty finish where he beats Roman, but Roman's foot is under the ropes at WrestleMania because oh. that would be the Cody thing to do. Have a oh. dusty finish, and then Roman beats him at the end. Oh my goodness! Oh, people would hate that so much. I love it. Um, th there's also the elephant uh, in the room um, here, Cam. The fact that. Will The Rock be there? Will The Rock not be there? Is The Rock going to be at WrestleMania? We got all these reports now that could be giant-ass smoke screens uh, about The Rock possibly not think that he could be in shape for this. It's been rumored forever that it's Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. This is the match that they wanted to do when that was originally supposed to be WrestleMania 37. Um, what, what are you thinking as far as The Rock's potential involvement uh, in the Royal Rumble? Do we see him in this match? Does he win the damn thing? I don't see it. I don't see it. And one of the big reasons I don't see it is without saying it out loud, I feel like The Rock's on damage control right now. Um, you look at what happened with Black Adam and Superman and James Gunn taking over and then basically saying, you know, you. this is the thing about The Rock. And I love The Rock. Um, I actually, the first time I went to WrestleMania was when he came back in Miami. Huge fan of The Rock, right? The Rock has this thing about him where it's like Russell Wilson. You know, I'm just a just a kid from, from Virginia and, uh, you know, just humble and low. It's like, no, you've been the man forever. You were the best athlete in high school, the best athlete in college, the best on your pro team. <laughs> like, this, this, this seven bucks thing, while it sounds nice, <laughs> you have the greatest genetics and the greatest Rolodex to ever exist. Like, be real. And so I think The Rock for the first time in a long time is not failed, but things haven't gone his way. So I feel like his focus is over there. Um, if, and a thousand is such a pretty number, and I know I'm outsmarting myself because what you're saying, SP3, makes the most sense in the world, right? If this very, very, very good story, maybe the best acted story I've ever seen in wrestling, if this story is supposed to pay off, Jey Uso is the person who's supposed to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Like, like if all of this matters, that's what's supposed to happen. And so, and I, I'm not, I'm not prediction guy. I'm not story guy. But you guys get me going, and I go. <laughs> so, the last three in the Royal Rumble should be Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, and Jey Uso. Sami Zayn should take the bullet and eliminate Cody so Jay wins. Roman should be fed up because, you know, Jay's been bucking. Like, even though Jay came back in the fold, Jay bucked him on Monday by, by saving Sammy from getting taken out back like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, okay? <laughs> so Sammy doing what's right in his mind for the family, actually making things difficult, means that Roman eviscerates Sammy at Elimination Chamber in Montreal, just takes him out. Mm. And then Jay finally pays off what started way back during the pandemic and beats Roman, even if it's just for one of the titles, um, some yeah. type of way, you know? Um, and again, 
I'm asking a wrestling story to make sense, and I know how ridiculous that is, right? Because how dare you? There is the the train behind Cody, and I say this is somebody who like Cody's a stadium act. Um, whenever like people get mad at me when I say that about is Cody better in WWE or AEW, that's not a slight to AEW. I, I think AEW is great, but Cody is a big budget stadium act. That music is for a big arena. That jacket is for a big arena. That move set and those speeches are for big arenas, and his wins are for that. So Cody winning, I don't think would be a bad thing. But I love the idea of Cody not paying it off yet at WrestleMania because man, is there money in Cody as champion? I think so. Is there money in the Cody promo where he didn't quite get it done and he's crying? And you know, he's 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 sad and his wife comes out and he talks about the the values of interracial marriage in America. And you know, we we need that. We need that. That's what That's it's great. about. You know, um, so yeah, I, I genuinely, I, I think that Jay winning is telling the story right. But yeah, man, if, if you ask me to put my money on it, if the rent money's going up, it's Cody Rhodes. Absolutely. So just I, I love the Jey Uso idea. I don't think there's a, a, a chance in hell that that happens, but you could sign me up for that. All right. I'll that is with that, it. Yeah, that is genuine, long term, creative storytelling with a solid payoff. And I and I love what you said, even if it's for just for one of the titles, which I, I think is the way for SP3 to have his cake and eat it, too, is the fact that if they found a way, even if it's just. Like what they did with the tag team titles. Just say, hey, well, the Usos are now going to defend the Raw tag team titles or they're going to defend this. You could have, if you wanted to do it, you could have Roman pull double duty and have him defend the Universal Championship on one night and the WWE Championship on another. However, which way you wanted to go, take the WWE title off of them. Then you could still get to a thousand with the Universal Championship if you really wanted to. Um, but I understand WWE's mindset of, well, we want to keep Roman uh, undefeated and we don't want him to be pinned. But all of that was supposed to be to set up this big matchup with The Rock. So there's there's all of these arbitrary confines that they have put Roman Reigns reign in here. And I'm like, OK, guys, well, now you're just booking yourselves into a, into a damn corner. The reason why I don't think The Rock is going to be at the Royal Rumble is because there's literally no storyline implications for him to be there. I thought the catalyst for him being there was going to be this acknowledgement ceremony where something happened. There was some kind of a riff in the family that would require the Rock's presence to finally show up and, and kind of put his foot down and, and start this whole rivalry off. There's no reason for The Rock to show up and win the Royal Rumble. None whatsoever. It would make no sense. People would lose their damn minds and they would go crazy for it because that means we're getting Rock, uh, Rock Roman at WrestleMania for the title. But there's no reason. There's no story for, for The Rock to be there because there's no fracture in the family. Even with Jay stepping up on Monday, that's that's a trial, man. That's just somebody stepping up and, and playing the role of, of the defense uh, against the, the prosecution just when the execution was getting ready to, to, to flip the switch and, you know, get the Samoan spike. Um, but, yeah, there's no reason for The Rock to be there on that one. So I don't think he's going to show up. So now all of a sudden it's like, OK, what direction do they go with the Royal Rumble? And I do think Cody is the odds on favorite, but I still think there's a guy that we're overlooking. And you mentioned the last three, Cam, being who again? Cody, Sammy, and Jay Uso. I think the last two are going to be the two guys who are front and center here. I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. 
as the last two guys in the Royal Rumble match. I would not be surprised if they started off one and two and then finished the damn match as the final two. And Seth throws out Cody to win the damn Royal Rumble match. That, like, seriously, they have never paid off the the, the Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Royal Rumble, Scrooge up. The whole story, the whole history is there. WWE loves, just loves playing up those Shield highlights anytime they can fucking call back to that. And to finally put Seth Rollins on the damn marquee the way that he wants to headline the biggest WrestleMania in Los Angeles against Roman Reigns. I don't think there's any question that that's something that they would do. And then you could still hold off on doing, um, you know, what you're going to do with, with Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam. In fact, I'm going to call my shot. I think Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble, and that's the match that we're going to get. I think that's the finish. It's going to be Seth Rollins and Cody. You don't have to do Cody versus Seth four. You can just have Rollins get his payback by chucking Cody's ass out in the Royal Rumble. I I think that's a great idea as far as match-wise for the hardcore fans and stuff, but let's just reflect back on Seth Rollins 2022, ladies and gentlemen. He lost three <laughs> times to, to Cody Rhodes. He yep. lost in the main event at Extreme Rules against yep. in the fight pit match against Matt Riddle. He's lost now what? Two, three times to Austin Theory? I'm sorry. I don't think hey, he, won, he won that six-man tag match on Monday. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah he beat he beat that big star Ludwig Kaiser. Yes, yes oh yeah, yes. great oh, job. That's momentum. Great job. That's the momentum. So that's much momentum. That match on the show, SP3 had to keep that match on the show and cut the cage match with Becky and and Bailey because it had to build some momentum for Seth Rollins in this Royal Rumble win. I think Seth is one of those guys who um is like a Jericho in that. Whether I win or lose, I'm one promo from being back. Like, I really do think that. And the the initial thing, I think, when you say Roman versus Seth, one, it's a guy they will absolutely cheer against Roman. Two, he is a way of getting in Roman's head, like, in the match that I think yeah. people would respond to. And number three, they are going to sing that fucking song. <laughs> like, what is it, SoFi Stadium, like, yeah. you know, however, 70, 80,000, however many people, they are going to sing that song, and it is going to provide a visual that they can play back for years and years and years. And yeah, Seth is on that short list of guys that he can't beat, you know, like, or hasn't beaten. Um, I could see it working. Again, I think the thing working against Seth is that, not even that he's cooled off, but we're so familiar with him. Like, and he's been such a staple of what they do. Like, for the same reason that, like, a Bobby Lashley can't win right now, we, we've seen you with, with such highs and so steady for so long that you feel like it has to be somebody else, you know? But, man, like, now that's the one that I want. Though. Like, now I want him and Seth because, man, Seth has a way of getting in Roman's head and just irritating him in a way that I think they can really play up in two months and make it important. Absolutely. And there, there's also the route that they could go. Because, you know, a la what they did at WrestleMania 35, right? Becky wins the Royal Rumble and it ends up being a triple threat match. You could find a way to put Cody in there as well and make it a triple threat. And then either Cody and Seth wins the match by pinning the other and you keep Roman from keeping his shoulders on the mat for an, that streak going uh, for a few years. So uh, that might be a way that they ultimately decide to go about doing it. But we'll see. The way uh, that we're talking about this Royal Rumble and WrestleMania 39 kind of makes our main event here uh, pretty predictable. Um, Kevin Owens is going to go 0 and 3 against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble in title no, matches. No, it's 1 1 right now. Is it 1 1? 
Yeah, uh, Kevin Owens won in 2017. Oh, okay, whatever. All right, he's gonna lose the rubber match then. Uh, he ain't he ain't winning this damn matchup. Uh, there's there's no doubt in my mind about it. But much like I said with Bianca and Alexa, it's all about how he loses it and the culmination of the greatest storyline that's going in wrestling today is the Sami Zayn split from the bloodline SP three. How do you see this shaking out? Because I think this, this is what should close the show. In my opinion, it probably won't. We're probably going to get Cody or Seth or whomever wins the Royal rumble pointing at the WrestleMania sign with the pyro. Cause they love that visual as it fades to black. Right. But this is, this is the thing that people are invested in is yeah. Roman and, and, and KO. Great but also Sami Zayn and what his involvement is going to be in this match and how this is going to end. Yeah, I think I think it would be a good move if they did main event here because then you, they would be waiting for Sami Zayn in that match more than they would in the Men's Royal Rumble. I think they are risking... <laughs> not having Sami Zayn in the Royal in the Royal Rumble match, they are risking you know the fans turning on whoever the winner is or whoever number thirty is. I will I will put that out in the in the atmosphere as well. But I think it's it's a no brainer that Roman Reigns win. But we're gonna have to have a moment where Sami Zayn has to make a choice, and I think that you should have both Roman KO the ref is down in the corner. And Sammy's in the opposite corner, and it's like, who is he gonna Luva kick? I think that's the moment that they they make the choice of is Sammy Zayn gonna shingle his loyalty to the bloodline again? Is he going to you know finally choose his friend over the guys he's trying to impress, or is he gonna make a mistake and go for one guy and then hit the other? I think they can play that out in so many different ways. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this match because of that. But it is they are also risking with this match that everybody's going to sit on their hands until Sami Zayn is out there. There, there is a way that they could do this, right? Um, they, they could doubly screw Sammy over if they wanted to go that route. They could have, you know, if Sammy makes the wrong choice, they could have him get his ass beat at the end of that title match. And if you want to close with the men's Royal Rumble, you can still have a battered and beaten Sammy Zayn come out in the Royal Rumble and then have the bloodline eliminate him from the match that way. Uh, if you wanted to do that and still get that pop, I don't necessarily think that's what's going to happen here. I think Sammy is going to pass what he believes to be his final test. And I've talked about this SP three before. This is something that I talked about months ago. So I got to ride with it until it, until it comes to fruition or it doesn't. But the fact that Roman Reigns says his final test is going to be on Saturday. He thinks his final test is going to be helping Roman Reigns retain the universal championship against Kevin Owens. And he's going to do that. He's going to help Roman Reigns beat Kevin Owens. But his actual final test is going to be after the match when the entire bloodline is beating down Kevin Owens, just pummeling him to a pulp. And they ask Sami Zayn to put the final nail in his coffin. And finally, he decides this shit ain't right. They're just going to keep using me. They're just going to keep testing me. It's never going to be the end. I'm never going to be accepted. I'm not betraying my decades long best friend for these fools. And Sami Zayn is going to make the save for Kevin Owens. And he's going to get the absolute shit beat out of him for doing it and set up that match between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns in Montreal at Elimination Chamber. But I think that's what's going to happen is you're going to get both. Sami's thinking he's going to pass his final test, but then they ask him to go a step 
too far that he's not willing to do, and he's finally going to make the save for for Kevin Owens when it matters most, Cam. That's what I think is going to happen. Now I see Sammy covering up KO like uh, Eddie Kingston did Moxley. Except, except them bombs nice. really going off this time, Jack. Like it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. Um, no, but right along with what you guys are saying and with my previous prediction, like so, for what I want to work, what would have to happen is, I think that he has to help Roman first, like help Roman win. Um, but but it is kind of murky exactly what happened. But then at the end of the night. That's when he gives himself up for Jay. And so the thing about the bloodline is um, the bloodline is not about family. The bloodline is about Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, and it's about it's about him lording over everybody because he can provide um, the fact that it would put Jay Uso in position to be that um, to have that big WrestleMania moment. Um, I think that that is when when you really get to see roman sociopathic like full personality come out and what he's really about you know what i mean so yeah i think that sammy does pull double duty um regardless of if he uh if jay wins royal rumble sammy wins royal rumble cody anybody there i do think that that is the ultimate sign of where Sammy stands in Roman's eyes, like who he helps and what he tries to make happen. Uh, so, yeah, but I also agree that um, he's going to have an, uh, he's going to end up playing into the finish of the title match and it's not going to satisfy Roman one way or the other. So absolutely. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be sad, but it's also going to be, you know, one of these great moments because the second that this happens, the, the shackles are off Sammy Zayn, and we are going to witness one of these very rare white hot baby face runs with Sami Zayn and his feud with the bloodline. And it's also going to be interesting. Like you said, whether Jay wins the, the, the Royal rumble or, or not, probably not. Where does Jay's loyalties lie in this? And that's the fracture that could happen with the bloodline, especially if Sammy does face Roman reigns at extreme or not extreme roles, uh, elimination chamber, man, could you resist Jay Uso? Helping Sami Zayn win the title in his hometown, in his home country before WrestleMania and throwing everything up in the air and just saying, fuck it. You don't know what's going on at WrestleMania 39. Could you imagine? Think of the pops that man gets in Montreal just when his music hits. Could you imagine? It would be the pop of all pops. And as I have said on this show four times already, Triple H loves a damn pop. Him <laughs> getting the three count in Montreal to win the world title. Holy shit. I mean, oh, whoop. Damn, somehow, where'd he go? There he is. All right. I don't know how, I don't know how you got popped out. You got out. too there excited. You Started hitting buttons. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but damn. That would be interesting if that uh, that does go down. Uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. Um, I can't wait to be in San Antonio for this. My first Royal Rumble live. It's my favorite event. Can't wait for it. Should be a good time. At the end of the day, like I said, they owe us off of last year. So I think they're going to go all out to try to make sure that this, especially the Royal Rumble matches, just completely pop off. Uh, Cam, appreciate you joining us here, man. Uh, go ahead and uh, plug your stuff. Where can people find you? Absolutely. And, and one more thing about the Rumble. Um, Solo Sokoa becomes a star. 
after yeah saturday i think that he's gonna have that that cane spot where he's just tossing guys that should be fun um yeah check me out um the ringer.com you can just search the name cameron hawkins um should have something coming up this week uh hopefully by the end of the week i uh, spoke to kofi kingston a couple of days ago i'm about uh, not just the royal rumble but him and his mother have a gofundme to set up computer labs and uh, libraries in ghana which is a really cool endeavor so we talked about that for a while um but yeah even prior to that the ringer.com cameron hawkins i'm talking about uh Really cool stuff in AEW, WWE, some Blade 2 if Blade 2 is your thing. Be on the lookout for that. Um, and check me out on social media um, at Seahawks, C-E-E-H-A-W-K, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, it's about what I got going on now. Uh, he reminded me, SB3, because I forgot to bring up the idea of, of surprises uh, in the Men's Royal Rumble, as I did with the women. So that's uh, that's on me. Um, but we, we are getting these reports of maybe non-traditional uh, surprises in the men's Royal Rumble match this year. I think this might be something up your alley. Might we see somebody like a Jay White uh, show up in the men's Royal Rumble this year? What would yeah. you think? About, or, yeah. for, or a forbidden door type entrance? What, do you, what are you thinking when you hear non-traditional type surprises in this uh, men's Royal Rumble match? I'm thinking somebody like the great Muda. I'm thinking uh, Muda, you know, is this retirement tour? Uh, I think he's going to, he's a strong candidate to be in the Hall of Fame. So I would say someone like the great Muda being in the, uh, the, the Rumble makes a lot of sense. And it's the payoff for, you know, Noah for bringing over Shinsuke Nakamura, pay them back there. If it's someone from uh, NJPW, I can see it being Bullet Club related, but I can't see it being Jay White because that's just New Japan when you just got a few more days with jay white under contract you're basically giving him to the next suitor nah i don't see new <laughs> japan doing something like that but i could see someone maybe like a hikaleo or a tamatanga being in the in the royal rumble because they are also wwe interested in those guys so i could see them doing something like that and as far as uh the royal rumble itself i think the only way we get a roman reigns only defending one title scenario is if cody wins because he's the only one that makes sense to say i just want the wwe championship yeah. i don't want both titles anybody yeah. else if they say i want one championship and i'm gonna beat roman and not take both championships they just look like an idiot at least with yeah. cody he has the background where he's established he wants that title so i think that's the only way that we get there but you can follow me on the twitter machine at true hill sp3 want to thank cam this is my first time on camera with cam always go over got out of your way to follow cam he's got one of the <laughs> best twitter accounts out there we, we've been talking online for a few months now he's my favorite when it comes to nikita not <laughs> as well so follow that man Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, I will say one thing. I think they would be if they can get him right because it's not a guarantee. Um, having another Stone Cold Steve Austin pop in Texas just makes a shit ton of sense to me. And like there, there, and I wrote about this for for SB Nation, right? That this scenario where you have two of your big surprises be John Cena and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you get into that midpoint in the match where Cena could be like five or six or something like that. You're getting to the midpoint in the match. There's maybe 10 people in the ring and it's a little bit of a lull and the crowd needs to pick me up. And then all of a sudden, three, two, one, you get that little sudden just silence. The glass shatters. Stone Cold comes down. He fucking tosses six people from the ring. Cena tosses the other five from the ring. Then all of a sudden they turn around 
and it's Stone Cold, John Cena, center of the ring, Texas crowd losing their fucking minds in a in a moment that I could I could equate to uh, Rock Hogan, right? Yeah. Just those two center of the ring before they finally just say, "All right, fuck it, let's just start throwing haymakers at each other." Total pipe dream. But if both of those dudes end up being in the match, you got to book that. You you have to book it, even if they're not going to fight each other in Los Angeles. I think that would be enough to suffice and just say, hey, at least we had that, right? At least we had that, especially if it does end up being Cena theory. And you could still have Austin Theory chuck Cena from the match later on, 100%. When he enters in at number 30 and Sami Zayn's not there, he's going to get booed the shit out of anyway. So I think, you know, you save yourself right there. Triple H, are you listening? I'm giving you gold advice here. (laughs) Giving you gold advice. Cam, it has been great. SP3. Appreciate your time as always. You can follow me on the Twitter at Rick Uccino, by the way. That is R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O for those who are listening on the podcast uh, stream. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. Keep an eye out. I'm going to have some stuff from San Antonio here on Believe in Pro Wrestling and on SB Nation as well. And we will see you in our normal time slot next week, Tuesday, 2-15, live here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.